for me to start a fight, it would it would have to really be a business decision. That's the thing. It's an old saying for a reason. Don't start none, it won't be none. Cause you already know if you get up and say something to the man, no matter how politely it is, it could go there. You can't you cannot shush a grown man. Welcome back to BS with Brian Simpson. Episode 89. Yeah, episode 89. <clears throat> Don't forget if you got any questions, comments, concerns, you want advice from the advice champ, you can email us at BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com. Um you can comment on social media and stuff like that, but I'm not going to respond to those because it's just be a pain in the ass. Email us. And if you can't email us, go ahead and leave us a voicemail at 323-451-1980. That's 323-451-1980. All of that information will be in the uh, description below. Uh, what else am I forgetting? Oh, yeah. My, the next place I will be is in uh, British Columbia. Canada for New Year's. Those tickets are already on sale. Go to one of my socials. Go to brownsimpsoncomedy.com. Uh, click on the link in the bio on one of the socials. Either way to get those tickets. They are selling fast from what I hear. But you know, the conversion rate, Canada, I don't know if they're telling the truth. All right. Um, I, I don't think there's any really elephants in the room, even though I haven't watched any news this week. So maybe pe- maybe there's something going on. Um. Oh, wait a minute. Now, this is interesting. Right off the top, human ancestors nearly went extinct 900,000 years ago. A new technique analyzing modern genetic data suggests that pre-humans survived in a group of only 1,280 individuals. What? Human ancestors in Africa were pushed to the brink of extinction around 900,000 years ago. A study shows the work uh, published in science suggests a drastic reduction in the population of our ancestors well before our species homo sapiens emerged the population of breeding individuals was reduced to just 1280 and didn't expand again for another 117,000 years how the fuck they know that <laughs> that don't sound that sound like a like a, i mean they saying it was precisely 1280 people for 100,000 how do how, how could they know that i think they do regression analysis on the um that's not literally regression analysis but on the mitochondrial dna of modern day humans there's a um, scientific american article that talks about it says, to make their discovery, the researchers needed to invent new tools. Advances in genome sequencing have improved scientists' understanding of population sizes for the period after modern humans emerged. But the researchers developed a methodology that enabled them to fill in details about earlier human ancestors. Right, so they just made up shit. Yeah, that sounds right. They said they developed a methodology to fill in data. What does that mean? Now, you know, obviously, maybe this is beyond my understanding, but this sounds like bullshit to me. Or at least, at least it, this sounds, um, uh, yeah, okay, bullshit is the best word in my vocabulary to describe what's being described to me here. And again, I'm willing to admit, maybe it's some smarter people out there, but just beyond my understanding, but this doesn't sound possible without, because here's my thing. If you're going to make a claim like this, which is a crazy claim, that it was precisely 1,280 people and no more for another 170,000 years, 
when you describing how you came up with that, you can't just say, I developed new methodologies. You got to tell us what the fuck they are. They are. Right? Yeah, I mean, this might be a situation where they're talking about genomics. So the idea of breaking it down to sort of a fifth grade reading level for like Scientific America, Scientific American might be might be kind of tricky. The fact that this is in Nature, which is, you know, one of the two most prestigious scientific journals, you know, I think it's probably less bullshit and maybe just beyond my training to understand. Apparently they reconstructed um, this huge family tree for modern humans that they could push back to 800,000 years ago. And they were able to see, determine when significant evolutionary events happened for the breeding population of humans. Yeah, but but, but they're saying... They're saying pre-humans, right? So not 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 Homo sapiens, but 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 what came before Homo sapiens? Yeah, right. They're saying it was only twelve hundred and eighty of them. That's a very precise number, and they're saying there weren't any more for another hundred and seventeen thousand years. So that so so those two things, those two facts together. You gotta, you gotta give me more than we develop new methodologies because I don't see how you could possibly know that. So you saying pre pre Homo sapiens wasn't fucking like that? <laughs> it was twelve hundred. It was twelve hundred eighty m, and every time somebody was born, they killed somebody else. Or or, or do you mean it, that don't make sense? So the population it didn't even expand slowly over that time period. It, it I know. I guess I'm gonna have to talk to one of these motherfuckers, you know, but. This sound, this this sound like cat. This sound like cat. And listen, <laughs> here's the other thing: nature, nature is definitely corruptible. Yes, you know, true. These these motherfuckers ain't special. That's what happens to every every prestigious organization gets infiltrated. You know, at some point. So you know, who am I? Who am I to disagree with science? You know, they always tell the truth. Um. I like this worker sh- strangled unconscious uh, while cleaning carrot baton machine. Um, by the way, before I get into that, um, there's a TikTok that just has me um, in a chokehold, and I think uh, I think it's going to be part of my life for a long time to come. <laughs> Um, and I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to, to stop, to stop playing it, you know? Gang nigga money, nigga money, oh my God, nigga money, money, fuck bitch again, nigga, nigga money, hey, nigga money, hey, nigga money, hey, nigga badla. Nigga money. See, in 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 a thousand years, this might be how people interpret our modern hip hop. You know what I mean? When they try to like recreate it, class, because you know this dude's. <laughs> 
And that boy was straight dropping rubles. He was like, yeah, if you, you got, you know, I don't know if y'all can see it somehow or if you can play that somehow for, so the crowd can see. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it in, but you want to describe it for the people who are audio only, Brian? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a guy dropping, um, I want to say, Indian or Pakistani money and then doing his impression of like uh, of like a hip-hop artist. So he's going, but he's doing it with a little, you know, with a little, you know, Arab music twist. And um, it's um, it's unbelievably catchy. It's real hard to stop. That's the part yeah, right there. I mean, yeah, he hit that thing. He hit it. He hit it. You know, I mean, he's missing a lot of teeth. The, his front, his front faux top teeth are gone, but mm-hmm. he definitely has a lot of whatever money that is he's throwing. I don't know what, what that converts to in American dollars. I think that's Pakistani money. Yeah, so that's probably you know, that's probably a, a dollar fifty he dropping. But it was a, it was a lot of whatever those are. What I don't know what Pakistani money is called. Is it is it? It's not rubies. rubles, is it? It's rupees. Rupees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man dropped about 40 rupees. Um, he was getting it. And, uh, you know, like I said, that's probably a dollar, dollar fifty, something like that. Uh, like maybe another. That was 500 rupees on that one thing. That's a dollar 75 United States. Wow. So this man, this man paying his mortgage in Pakistan, he getting a, he getting a bag of M&Ms over here. That's wild. <laughs> Um, but he's balling out. He's balling out. You know, that's enough rupees to get his teeth fixed. Um, but I just don't know. It's such a part of my life now. I just can't. I just can't stop. Um, okay. <clears throat> a worker was strangled unconscious while cleaning carrot baton machinery. What does that mean? A food company has admitted failures that led to one of its workers being strangled on a machine that makes carrot batons. What is a carrot baton? I think that's carrot sticks. It's just what they call it in Britain. <clears throat> okay. Cyrus was choked unconscious after being dragged into the machine and trapped by a giant roller. Kettle produce, produce admitted failure to ensure the safety of staff at its Orky Farm facility near Fruchi Fifey. Bro, they really got to they gotta stop this, these weird <laughs> town names. Fruchi, fru, Fruchi Fife, let's just call it that. The, the company, which has 150 million pound turnover, faces a substantial fine. Mr. Syrik, a Polish national, has been employed as a hygiene operative with this company since 21. Um, since 21 August 2017. The 37-year-old was unable to work for six months after the injury. Fiscal depute. Man, I just hate reading about the British. You know, mm-hmm. I still think they don't get hated enough. I really do. Like they, the way they talk, it's and I know I know we're technically speaking their language, but they, I think they're doing it wrong. I think they're doing it wrong. N- none of their former colonies sound like them. They're literally they're the smallest country. That speaks English. They're the only country that speak English that talk like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody else, the United States and Canada, we kind of close. 
and how we speak. Uh, Ireland, Scotland, they kind of close on how they speak. All the other colonies sound wildly different. Australia, New Zealand, they have their own way. England's going it wrong. I'm sorry. Shit's changed. They holding on to this posh way of speaking. You know, but they, I just don't, I just feel like Britain doesn't get enough criticism. The whole world should be constantly crit- like they should be thought of the same way, um, the same way as like Dick Hitler or or uh, or or Genghis Khan, like somewhere between Hitler and Genghis Khan. But they de- they definitely shouldn't. Colonialism. Yeah, because of colonialism, they ruined the world and then left everybody else to clean it up. Facts. You know what I mean? They spread all this modern capitalism and then didn't stick around for the consequences. And they kind of washed their hands of it. You know, and now they don't, you know, and no one and they don't get enough blame for that. They just kind of get let off the hook. Like when we talk about all the evils of history and all the fuck ups in history, Britain mm-hmm. doesn't get brought up enough, you know, and they really are like they're responsible for half of the world's problems. The royal family. You know how I feel about the royals. You know what I mean? You know how I feel about the prime ministers and the royals. It's like they're responsible for most of the most of the problems in the world that are economic. You know. Now listen, I know you, I know some of you, some of my foreign guys are out there like, okay, you okay, United States. You know, okay, Mr. You know, who so who's number two? Okay, good point. But I would say to the Brits, I learned it from watching you, Dad. We got it from y'all. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the horrible traditions have been passed down from you fuckers. Including the royalty shit. Like, even though we don't technically have a royal family, we kind of learn, we kind of spread it out. All of these goddamn, you know, what do you call them? Oligarchs. You know, and some would argue oligarchy's kind of worse. No, oligarchy's not worse than the monarchy. It's not. It's bad, but at least one fucking idiot can't ruin everything for everybody. That's the that's the upside over having power not in the hands of one motherfucker. You know? So, you know, maybe if they had chopped their, if they had kept chopping heads off, you know, the French, the French, the only ones that got it right. They, they started chopping off people's heads. And then they got to the Brit, the Brit, the British crown. I was like, eh, you know, maybe not, maybe you know, maybe we maybe we can forgive. Maybe if we just take away their power. No, take away everything. That's what y'all should have done. Anyway, I'm not calling for the harm of the royal family. Don't start, you know, don't start sabotaging jaguars. Um, I'm just saying, back when they could have done it, they should have done it. You know, now we stuck with whatever we got, but I st- I still think they need to abolish them shits. They need to abolish the royal family. What you know, and I can't. It blows my mind how many Brits are are not just for their existence, but like vehemently so. They want to fight about it. Why do you think that is? What attracts them to the idea? It just seems so lame. I know because because what's what's weird is. In America, we worship we worship the rich. The poor worship the rich because of the false idea that if you work hard, you could be rich, right? Because mm-hmm. that's not true. 
you got a real, real, real small chance of being rich if you work hard because the system is rigged, right? Mm-hmm. But with a royal family, you could never be them. Right. You could, you will never, ever, ever, ever be in the royal family. Well, but isn't that why people liked Princess Diana? Because she wasn't a royal by birth and she married into the royal family? I think so. Because that's the only thing she did that I can think of. <laughs> I swear, every time I ask, what, what, so what... What did Diana do? Why does everybody love Diana? They, 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 the answers are very vague. You know, they start talking <laughs> about donating to charity and all this shit. I'm like, that's what every rich person does. And then they write it off on their taxes. Yeah. And then you go, they were, they were very charitable. It's like, yeah, I guess. Sure. But I, I don't understand why she was so beloved worldwide. But maybe that is what it is. It's because every regular bitch was like, oh, that could, I, we, it could happen, you know? <laughs> yeah, it can't. Sorry. I yeah, mean, I Meghan mean, Markle, maybe. May, no, but see, but they, but they too racist. They didn't love Meghan Markle for the, for, you know, you know, because you know why. Uh, but also, you know, basically, you know, to me, it's like Princess Diana was just, she was, she was Taylor Swift with no talent. I mean, you that's know, like our a, royalty. Celeb- Taylor Swift? Celebrities. Like, yeah, rich celebrities, oh, musicians, yeah. actors and shit. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. We have that. But they have that too. True. Even though, even though you can't get nearly as rich, you know, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure like only old money really, really counts in, in England. And, and, you know... Like because this is like you can only get the it's so little land that like I remember Adele saying she couldn't she couldn't buy a house in London. Adele, yeah 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 it's like that it's like that, and, and I know that's hard that sounds hard to believe but also we don't know what kind of record deal she got because uh, like ninety percent of them get <laughs> fucked. And you might go, oh, she's a big super worldwide star. But it's like, yeah, but what's her cut? What's her cut? She in one of those mega three sixties where she gets she get ten cent for every album sale and shit like that. You never know. You know, because here's, here's the internet, here's, which is always correct. Adele's net worth is two hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah, that ain't that ain't accurate. <laughs> the, the, like like I didn't I didn't realize how wrong the internet be until I saw my own up there. Until I hit until I hit a level where someone would want to even know how much I made. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I'm and I remember two I remember it was it was like two years ago. I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna put that business in the street, but two years ago I got a phone call from a person out of the blue asking me for a large amount of money. And I was like what the fuck make you think I got that kind of money? You know, because cause that's the thing. Once people see you on TV or Netflix or whatever, you can't convince them that you don't have money. Yeah, They don't They don't understand. I, I, I'm going to put it to y'all like this. No one, however rich you think somebody is, they are not that rich. They are, they are a fraction of whatever you think they got. Because, again, what you think SAG was just on strike for? Yeah. Because just, just, yeah. I put it like this: Unless you're the star of a TV show, 
or the star of a movie, you're not making that much money. Even you then. just saw the guy. Yeah, even then, yeah, you you just saw the guy. Um, you just saw Terrence Howard said, you know, he made almost nothing off Hustle and Flow. The guy that played Napoleon Dynamite, he said he made a thousand dollars. Fuck, you know. Yeah. So 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 you know it's like people ain't making the, no, that money like like you think they are. Anyway, so those years ago, somebody asked me for a large amount of money. They asked me for like forty thousand dollars or something like that. And I was like, "What the fuck make you think I got forty thousand dollars to give you?" And they pulled up some website. You know, they sent me a link to some website that said my net worth was four million dollars. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not worth four million dollars now. Let alone, three, let alone three years ago, I'm not worth four million dollars now. So, so for people, it's like stop those it, those websites just be making shit up. I don't even know where they got their money from. Especially back then, I had no assets, no property, nothing for them to extrapolate that that number. They just straight up made it up. They made up my age. They made up my number. They uh, they 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 made they made up my marital status. You know, it's like. It's such a wild thing for 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 the websites to do, but those those internet numbers are never right. Sometimes, a lot of times they're 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 too low. A lot of times it's way too high, but they're never accurate, you know. And so, I don't know how I got on that rant, but yeah, y'all know we love sheath underwear around here. It has two pouches, one for your frank and one for your beans. Keeping stuff separated down there helps reduce chafing, sweating, and gives you extra support. Whether you're out for a jog or lounging on the couch, Sheath has you covered with both comfort and style. I have personally replaced all of my underwear with Sheath because I like having my dick in a pouch. For the ladies in the audience, Sheath has boxer briefs, bralettes, boy shorts, bikinis, and even comfy thongs, so you'll be all set no matter the occasion. Go to sheathunderwear.com and use code BS to get 20% off your first order, plus Sheath Underwear's 100% money-back guarantee. That's sheathunderwear.com, promo code BS. Get Sheath Underwear, support the show, support your balls. Let's see, we got, a, uh, we got, a, we got an email here. Hold on. Hold up. Wait a minute. Before we get to this email, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the hijacking of $339,000 worth of rare Japanese Kit Kats. What the fuck are we talking about here? Rare Japanese Kit Wow, those look good. Damn, I want to try them all. They got ice cream flavor. They got another flavor that I can't read. Um... They Dude, got Japanese Kit Kats are no fucking joke. They're so yo, Japan, bro, the Japanese be killing the snack game. The Koreans be killing the the, the Koreans be killing the barbecue game and the, and the fried chicken game. The Japanese be killing the snacks though. The snacks in the packaging. The Japanese be nailing it, knocking it out the fucking park, man. You gotta go. Um, you gotta get over there and get get on the snacks, man. Mister Danny Tang's fifty five thousand uh, Kit Kats began their long, twisted, and sometimes obscure journey in Japan. Mister Tang is the founder of Boxu, a New York company that sells Japanese snacks in subscription boxes, and he intended to make a tidy sum by flipping the sweets in the United States. The Kit Kat shipment, which included sought after flavors such as melon, matcha latte, and daifuku mochi, had cost one hundred and ten thousand dollars. 
But Boxu expected to make about $250,000 in total revenue. You can fit a lot of Kit Kats in the two containers, Mr. Tang said, and they are a booming business. In Japan, enthusiasts clamor for the rarer flavors, with some sold for just a few weeks only in specific region in the United States. Obsessors fawn over the collectibles, comparing reviews on Japanese snack blogs and shelling out for limited editions. Listen, fuck a collectible. Who the fuck is collecting chocolate? Eat that shit. <laughs> I want to taste all those, but I ain't about to save them. What the fuck is that about? These particular Kit Kats would become key players in an ultimately frustrating saga of shell email accounts, phantom truckers, supply chain fraud, and one seriously bewildered cargo freight broker. Interviews and emails shared with the New York Times tell the story of just one instance of strategic theft, a growing corner of the criminal world that the Federal Bureau of Investigation has said accounts for some $30 billion in losses with food being among the top target. $30 billion in losses a year. The precious sweets landed safely enough in California and were trucked about 48 kilometers across Los Angeles County to a temporary storage facility in South El Monte run by a company called Japan Crate Acquisition. After weeks of trucking across the Pacific Ocean, they just needed to make the remaining leg of their journey to Box Soup Warehouse in Carstadt, New Jersey, and then into the hands of avid candy fans. See, that's where you fucked up at, bro. The warehouse need to be in Southern California. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm about to steal this idea. I'm going to open me up a Japanese candy shop, a Japanese snack shop in California. Um, that was where Mr. Shane Black came in. Mr. Black, who runs a freight brokering company called Freight Rate Central in Sarasota, Florida, is part of an invisible army of professionals who coordinate and marshal the fleets of trucks that crisscross the country carrying everything from chickens to smartphones. For this job, Boxu would pay him about 13 grand. Mr. Black got to it. He posted a job on the trucking board that is something like a Craigslist for freight. Someone named Tristan with 8CH Trucking accepted the job, though he was using a Gmail account and said he would have a sh- he would have the shipment picked up shortly <clears throat> on August ninth tristan wrote in an email hey man the first one is loaded and rolling the second one will pick up tomorrow first thing in the morning there was nothing out of the ordinary mr black said in the interview uh, let me guess this guy isn't real when the shipments failed to reach new jersey days after any cross-country trip should have been completed mr black started to have visions of kit kats melting in the summer heat please tell me the freight is in good order and has been refrigerated this whole time he emailed tristan tristan replied that one of the trucks had broken down in washington pennsylvania a small city just south of pittsburgh tristan reassured him that the kit kats were cooling intact but it if it's not fixed by today, we will have to heed, head back to the shipper and re-unload from them from there. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the summary of this, Rob? So the summary is basically this guy, uh, this Tristan guy is a scammer where what they do is they pretend to be associated with these trucking firms and they take your money and then they just kind of unload the stuff somewhere like, you know, near the dock or whatever, like at another at another freight place. And then they walk away with your money. And then when you try to get in touch with them, they just disappear. So the Kit Kats are at a place in California, but the uh, the middleman has like absconded with just the with the funds. Uh, but the and, but the Kit Kats are fine. The Kit Kats are not fine. The uh, because he just like dumped the load off somewhere and and pocketed the cash and. Uh, now there's like storage fees, but they weren't refrigerated or whatever. So everybody just kind of gets fucked except for the guy who walked away with like $13,000 in shipping fees or whatever. Cause now the, Damn, Kit least, are, now the Kit Kats are fucked up and they're not sellable. At least sell the snacks. Why would you just dump them? 
Well, who are you going to sell the snacks to? I mean, he just, he, he never, he, you know, he, he. Who are you going to sell the snacks to? Pull up in the hood. Sell them to a goddamn, sell them to a goddamn ice cream truck. Like you go to one of those, one of those lots where all the ice cream trucks meet up and be like, yo, got some rare Kit Kats. You can get them shits off quick, quick. Hell yeah, sell them to an ice cream shop. Break them shits up into chunks. Sprinkle them on top of some ice cream. I don't know. I would have just let him go to waste. He probably didn't even know what he was carrying, honestly. Fucking thieves. Yeah, he didn't really know what he was carrying. He he dumped it off at like another freight distributor. The freight distributor didn't know what to do with them. They tried to talk to the sheriff's department. Sheriff's department didn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. And now they're, they're holding... They want to get paid for storing the Kit Kats, but the guy that owns... Boxu is like, well, I don't, I mean, I don't know what's happened to these. I don't know if they've been taken care of. I can't sell these to people because what if somebody gets sick? You know, so. How's how somebody going to get sick I don't from know, melted man. chocolate? I don't know, man. I think he probably just wants the insurance at this point. It's just a big, it's just a big fucking mess. I mean, the only person who comes out ahead of all this is the scammer who just disappeared. It yeah, is interesting man. in here where he, he reaches out to the scammer and the guy's like, hey, I got to come clean. I'm a scammer. <laughs> I love so, that. I love that. Se- seemingly on cue, Tristan followed up. Time for some coming clean, he confessed. I'm actually a scammer, and the owner of HCH, which is the, the trucking company, doesn't have anything to do with this. Why, though, Mr. Black replied plaintively, what would you stand to gain? Can I please get access to the loads so I can get them to New Jersey? We're not a big company at all. It's just me. I'm the owner and everything else. Tristan wrote back, we're trying to make money, sir. I told you we're scammers. Really sorry I didn't know your story, and hopefully the loads get to New Jersey. Tristan included the addresses of two warehouses, both just east of Los Angeles, where he had dropped the loads. See, I feel like after after I'm a scammer, you don't say anything else, okay? No contact. What you doing? Because then you're just going to feel bad about what you yeah. did. Yeah, it's like, or you, it's like, it's like we trying to make money, sir. You could have just drove the load and made the money, honestly. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, yeah, but also, also the the the, the guy owning the shipping company, it is kind of his fault, though. It's like you're not vetting these people. You just, yeah. It's like you you just putting shit up on the message board and and responding to Gmail accounts. It is on you, for real, for real. Because how you get scammed like that? How you get scammed in that way? Well, how you're not you verifying? Risk, yeah. How you how do you risk $150,000 worth of, uh, or no, $110,000 worth of Kit Kats that you're supposed to be selling for 340000 You know what I mean? Shake things up and win some extra pocket change for that Black Friday shopping with DraftKings. New customers can bet just five bucks on NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BS. New customers can bet five bucks on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code BS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877 877- Eight Hope in Y or text Hope in Y four six seven three six nine in West Virginia. Visit www gambler net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit c 
ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.com, DraftKings.com slash football terms. Why is Taylor Swift in in the in the shit? Taylor Swift po- post due to heat day after fan dies during concert. What? How hot we talking? Pretty hot, man. Oh, I guess that's a new era, huh, Taylor? <laughs> okay, I'm 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 kidding. She she's a nice lady, from what I hear. All right, um, 138 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, yeah, you ain't supposed to be out out there partying at 138. That's sauna temperatures. Okay, let's let's get to one of these emails. Uh, advice, relationship advice, damage control. Oh man, this is tough. Hey Brian, I am a 22 year old guy that's in a three month long relationship that's been having a few bumps recently. My issue is, it feels like. My issue is it feels like it's almost every day she comes home, she is in a super negative headspace, and I have to change her attitude until she's happy. The issue with that is it's starting to wear on me, and when I try to bring it up to her, uh, she either blows it off or just throws a bunch of excuses out there, and ultimately nothing changes. I love her, and I'm committed to her and genuinely try my best with everything, but I also know when things aren't healthy, further problems will ensue. I know I'm not perfect and have my share, my, my fair share of flaws, meaning that I'm only 22 years old and I'm far from being who I want to be. My question is how long do I wait for the person I love to change their attitude where every day doesn't feel like damage control immediately after work? Okay, well, first of all, are you sure you love her? After three months? Or do you love the idea of you in her? Because that's a different thing. Some, like I, think, I feel like sometimes, a lot of times, we put, we put it in our head that we're in love with somebody or we love somebody, and really we just love the idea of us with the idea of them. Whereas, you know, because I'm going to tell you what, without getting too into the weeds, I've been in this situation before where I've dated a negative Nancy. You know, and they they always upset and they always looking for reasons to be upset. And they're they probably they're generally they're unhappy. They were unhappy before you started dating them. But now they they put they put their unhappiness on you, you know, and I'm going to tell you. It's it's not going to get better if, if 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 you bring if you bring this up to somebody and they don't and they don't even acknowledge that it's a problem or they dismissive about the issue. You, you know, it's it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. You know, because that, that's 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 the question you have to ask yourself. If this person never changes, are you are you fine with that? If they stay exactly the same as now, are you cool with that? If the answer is no, you got to cut ties. You know, but like I said, maybe maybe you're in love, may, or maybe you just maybe you were like me and you just love the fact that somebody loves you. You know, and so you convince yourself you're in love, but you can't. You you don't have bottomless energy, and I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen is what's what shit gonna come to a head is every single day you're gonna come home and have to pour energy into this woman. Every single day when she comes home, you're gonna have to give her some of your energy, and then what's gonna happen is one day you gonna need energy, 
One of these days, you're going to come home having a bad day and you're going to need her to boost you up. And you know what? She's not going to fucking be there for you because she all she's going to do is take, 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 take. And 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 that that's when shit's gonna come to a head. Cause you know, like I said, I've been in that situation before. Every single day, you got to make her feel better. Every single day. And she, and I don't know what kind of person this is, but but this person, they're so self absorbed that they expect that to, that's that's the norm to them. So the, when the day comes where you need energy from her, she's not gonna have it for you. She gonna want. She gonna still want something from you. You know, and and oftentimes I bet you it's she she doesn't have some reason to be upset. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what her job is. I mean, is she is she, is she like what is her job when she's upset every day when she come home from work? Is she and is it just work? Is she upset on her days off? Is she upset when she come back from the groceries? Like if she's one of those people where you just gotta constantly be making her feel better, that shit's exhausting, bro. And and like and like I said. The day is going to come when you're going to need her to make you feel better, and she's not going to do it. She's not going to be able to. You know, and that's, you're with a succubi. You're with a succubus. You know? They just, they just there to drain you. That's it. So, you know, and again, I'm, I'm going off with limited details that you gave me and off my personal bias. So, you know, I'm not saying listen to me. I'm just telling you, who I, you know, my only situation where I could relate to this, that was my situation where this person was just constantly needed to be filled up. And then when and then whenever I needed them, they didn't have nothing for me. So it's almost like there's nothing worse than being in a relationship and feeling like you by yourself. You know, feeling like you don't have a partner. You know, you got all the responsibilities of being in a relationship and none of the benefits. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm sorry, good pussy, good pussy or good head, that's not enough. You can get that from anywhere, not anywhere, but you can get that all over the place. You know, it's levels to the pussy game. It's levels to the head game for sure. But but what I'm saying is it's, it's nothing special. You know, sex, sex is cool, but that but but it's like but but 90 percent of your relationship, you're not having sex. So the whole rest of that time what's what is it cool? I don't know. But you know, I, I'm guessing you're 22. Maybe she, maybe this is the first girl that really gave you some, and you think you in love because this. I, I, I witnessed this in the military. So many dudes. I, I'm gonna say about a third of them dudes would they would marry the first girl that gave them some pussy or the first girl that did something nasty to them, like real nasty. You know, somebody ate their ass. They coming back with a ring. They like, oh shit. Cause they, you know, cause they ain't never experienced nothing different or nothing better. So don't be one of these dudes. Oh, I'm 22. I'm in love. Uh, three months in, I'm gonna double down. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nut in her. I'm gonna buy a ring. Don't do this. You're don't tell yourself that it's something it's not. Look at the, look at the behavior. Look at the behavior. People only do to you what, what like people can only get over on you for real if you listen to what they say more than you watch their their behavior. Watch their behavior. That is who they are. How they behave is who they are. Fuck what they say. Fuck what they post. Fuck what they whisper at you in your ear. How they behave is who they are. And this girl is sucking you dry, bro. And and it's probably better bitches with their eye on you that you don't even see because you googly eye for this girl. Um, or you know, go to couples therapy or whatever. But you know, but three months into a relationship is a is a is a is a crazy time to go to couples therapy. Um, but <laughs> I'm I'm what I fear for you is that you're gonna do what most dudes do, and you're gonna just stick it out, 
<laughs> for another year and a half <laughs> or whatever until you until you do something crazy where you ain't gonna ever be able to get away from this fucking demon. Um, so I wish you the best. L- let's know how it turns out. Okay, do we got one more? Yeah, F- forgiving my abusive mother. Didn't we read this last week? Hey, Brian, my my name's Benito. I'm 17 and still living with my mom. She always had problems with alcohol and has caused some pretty traumatic experiences like violence and injuries. After a while, her drinking has toned down and she hasn't really talked about any of it or even apologized. Since I know you've forgiven and have a good relationship with your parents, how did you forgive them? What process do I need to go through to get this BS uh, and out of my life? Um, thanks, Brian. Hoping to get some tickets soon. Okay, listen. I did forgive my parents, but they weren't uh, abusive. They weren't physically abusive to me. Again, you know, I, and, I, and I had a lot of foster parents. And guess what? The ones that were physically abusive, I don't fuck with none of them. You know, especially the ones that aren't remorseful, you know, because. You know, when you. I mean, you 17 now. You know, I'm going to guess your mom is damn near 40, you know, and it's like, you know, 40 some years old, you know, you should be able to reflect, you know. So, um, so, uh, and, and, and here's the other thing. I don't fuck with those people, but I do forgive because don't forget, forgiveness is for you. It's not for them. You don't have to, you don't have to even give them the forgiveness. You, you're just in your mind. You can move past it. You know, I, I, I worked on understanding of like where where were they coming from, what led to to that. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to let them off the hook. Like, it, you know, people that abused you, you don't owe them shit. You don't got to tell them nothing. But you can find it in yourself to move move forward. You know, like don't give don't give what they did the power over you. Um, Seventeen. Oh, you still living with her though, so that's a whole other thing. Um. Um, yeah, but you know what I, what I would do is try to sit down and talk about it, you know, and I don't know what kind of person your mom is, but based on their response to that, you know, it might be time, you know, you might have to move, move the fuck out. Uh, or maybe, you know, maybe, but maybe right now at 17, that's not the time to do it, you know, because you don't want to put yourself in a position where an abusive person can fuck with your life. Cause I mean, that's cause that's you living with this person. So, uh, but once you hit that, once you hit the moment where you don't have to depend on this motherfucker, then, then that's when it's time for the confrontation. And I don't mean an aggressive confrontation, but you got to bring up, Hey, your behavior made me feel this way. And it's affecting me to this day. And I need you to fucking acknowledge it. We have to sit down and talk about it. And depending on how they respond, you know, move the fuck on. I, I'm Mr. Cut you the fuck off. I, I'll cut a motherfucker off quick. You know? Because if I've learned anything from life is that you you choose your family, people that you share DNA with, people that you grew up with. You ain't choose those people. You your real family is the people you choose to stay family with. You know everybody else can suck a dick. You know you don't owe them shit. You don't owe them no allegiance. You don't owe them no favors. So, you know there is there is no wrong answer to this, but you know you don't have to forgive no fucking body. Um, I hope that helped. I feel like I didn't really answer your question. Or maybe I, I mean, was meandering. I have a question then. I mean, clarification maybe. Can you forgive somebody or should you forgive somebody who 
is not asking for forgiveness, is not remorseful, has not admitted wrongdoing? Or is it something different that you owe yourself? Well, like I said, you can. You can forgive because, again, I think the misconception is that forgiveness is for the other person, that it's something that you're giving to them. You don't have to share the forgiveness with them for, for me. But but for me, forgiveness is just it's just realizing that whatever happened isn't isn't really about you. You know, it's 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 removing the hatred in your heart for that person, which frees you. It frees up part of your brain and your emotional bandwidth to to to, to focus on yourself. It, it has nothing to do with the other person for real. Just like whatever they did to you doesn't really have anything to do with you other than the effect it had. Yeah. You know, but but you don't. But also, there is no should. There's no should. You don't have to forgive no fucking body. Sometimes, look, you can accomplish a lot of shit out of spite. I've done it myself. Hatred and spite has has driven me through some fucking hard times and obstacles. I don't. I don't know if that's the healthiest way or the healthiest thing to hold on to. But nah, you don't got to forgive a goddamn thing. Um, okay, one more uh, email, and we can get out of here. Um, when, how to confront rude restaurant behavior. Okay. Dear Brian, I was recently out with my girl at a nice restaurant trying to enjoy the date when we when we both heard a bro-type guy speaking absurdly loud about his Vegas trip. Okay, it happens. He was talking about his clubbing experience with these girls twerking and his whole weekend experience. He was a decent distance away, so the fact I could clearly hear what he was talking about made it the topic of the dinner at our table. That kind of took the uh, took over the night we were trying to enjoy. My conundrum is, should I excuse myself from our table and say something to him? And how aggressive should the approach be? What would Brian do? When I said I was going to go tell the guy to shut the fuck up, she said don't. So even cordially telling him his, he's a disturbance was off the table to me. Any advice? Thank you, Bobby. Okay, listen, Bobby. No, you should not. You either you either leave the restaurant, you ask to be moved, or you say something to the, the waiter or the manager because it's not, it's not your job to make the restaurant a peaceful environment. You, you're not the police. I'm guessing you young. Because this is how young dudes think. It's like, because cause what it really boils down to is there, there isn't really a wrong answer. And I, and I know this is my answer to a lot of advice questions. And because, because listen, my, my, base, my base advice is always this. Can you live with any of the possible consequences of your actions? That that's that's the question you have to stop and ask yourself. Oh, sh- should I walk up and talk to this dude? Okay, this dude could get up and beat the fucking shit out of me. This dude could <laughs> this dude could shoot me. This dude could kill me. I could kill him. All over all over him talking too loud. Is it worth? You know what I'm saying? Is it worth the confrontation? Are you are you ready for all that smoke? You know because another thing too is like when you, when you know people when people need want to save face they behave irrationally. When you embarrass grown grown adults, they behave irrationally. I, I know this because for the longest time, I worked the door at comedy clubs and 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 and, and bars and pubs, and shit. And people, um, people would, uh, you know, if you walked up to somebody and tried to, 
if you want to somebody directly and, and embarrass them, and, you know, I mean, just telling the grown adults to shush. They, they can't handle that. Or just saying, hey, you drunk, you got to leave. A lot of them can't handle that. So what I would do instead is I would pull I would pull over somebody at the table that was sober and go, hey, listen, your man's is out of pocket. And I'm, if I come back over here, I'm like, he going to have to go. Boom, boom, boom. You know, and that was that was way better than embarrassing them in front of their friends. It would come from one of their friends type shit. All these little strategies. But but it's like absolutely not. Brian, what would Brian do? I would leave. I would leave the restaurant. I was like, I, because I know myself. Again, I get I get where you are. I understand where you're coming from. You get to the point, you're trying to ignore it. It's, it's bubbling up in you. And it's bubbling and it feel like it's about to spill over. Just leave. Just leave. Ain't nothing worth that. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, your your girl, the girl that's with you, she was right. You know, even though I think they secretly want to see you win a battle. You know what I mean? But what they definitely don't want to see is you lose one. So the <laughs> fact that the, the fact that you was willing to goddamn go ahead over there, and she was like, "No, babe, please don't." That's all you that, you already got all the little benefits out of it, out of it. She feels safe. She feel like she know you willing to to squabble. Get the fuck out of there. It's not the smart move. It's not the smart move. You know, so that's that's what Brian that's thinking clearly that hasn't had a few drinks that hasn't been annoyed by other shit for the rest of the day. That's what I would do. I was I would leave. But don't get me wrong. Young Brian, young 22, 25 year old Brian would have said something. But I but I was ready for all the smoke at that at, at, at that age. I was ready for smoke. Now I'm too old for that shit. You know, I got pains and joint pains and nagging injuries, and so it's like for me, for me to for me to start a fight, it would it would have to really be a business decision. That's the thing. Don't don't ever start some shit. Don't start some shit. You know, it's it's an old saying for a reason. Don't start none. It won't be none. Don't if if you get up and because you already know if you get up and say something to the man, no matter how politely it is, it could go there. You can't. You cannot shush a grown man without it. Go, without it get. Without it getting violent. That's like you touching somebody's hat. Like stuff that don't make sense. But you know what I'm saying. It's little shit that you just. You know where it's gonna go. You can't act like. Well, all I did was ask him to quiet down. You already know what's gonna happen. You already know where it's gonna go with it. Because especially somebody like that, that 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 is so rude that they don't. You can hit him across the restaurant. They don't give a fuck. They know they being rude. They don't give a fuck. You know, so you if you want that smoke, go ahead and get you some. You know what I mean? But smoking is bad for you. So you just keep that in mind. Are you are you willing to deal with the consequences? That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm.